Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So, David, (laughs) a bit of a big episode. Big, yes. Before I pour congratulations all over you, tell me, what what do these apps that I'm about to read off have in common? Uh, Gmail, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Zoom. They're all free? (laughs) Those are all apps that your app, Widget Smith, is getting more downloads than right now. (laughs) Yeah. You are ahead of, like, Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. You're ahead of all of those apps. Your app, Widget Smith, is number one in the App Store, has been number one in the App Store for, what, about a week as we record? It's hit, hit number one Friday, September 18th, and we're recording on Monday, September 28th now, so about 10 days, and it's been number one the whole time. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so... You're telling me. Oh, my God. I, I am so happy for you. I, I have so many questions, but I, I really just want to hear from you. Like, how did this happen, and then what, did the, what is this like? I mean, Under the Radar is a tricky con- a venue to um, to do the long, long version of something when it's 30 minutes or less. And I, I was saying, it's like the funny thing about this, I feel like I've been in training for this for you know almost a, a decade now. Because um, you know, in July of 2011, I started a show called Developing Perspective, and that was never longer than 15 minutes. And then 200 episodes ago, we started Under the Radar, um, which is never longer than 30 minutes. And... It's like th- that was all in training and preparation for this. Um, like, it feels like there is there is too much. Let me sum up. Like it is, um, it's crazy. Yeah. So like I mean, I talked about and I kind of love that. Like I talked about Widget Smith on Under the Radar, you know, like a couple months ago, and was talking about it. And it wasn't a secret. It wasn't like this big like you know novel thing that I've been like tinkering away with in, ex- in obscurity and like you know suddenly showed to the world it's like no i've been talking about this for a long time in public working on it sharing screenshots like talking about it and you know i launched so last um you know it's, it's like i guess it was a week and a half ago like ios 14 suddenly appeared and we all frantically you know ran around trying to get our builds done and submitted and i launched widget smith and um, it kind of launched the way I expected it to, um, which is the way most of my apps launch, where I they they go they initially kind of go out into the world, and I have you know the initial kind of audience for them is the sort of Apple tech world, and you know that's the group of people that a community that I'm a part of, and it seemed to be real relatively well received there, and you know I kind of had a, the usual. Um, level of interest, and then um, like I said on Friday the 18th. Um, it got picked up on TikTok of all places and it started being shared in a number of videos um, on TikTok and it just kind of kept growing from there and it very quickly became this thing where the, the, the tool and the ability that I feel like all summer the kind of developer community and the tech world has been viewing in this very utilitarian, very um, like... It like oh, it widgets are interesting because of how much data I can show to on them, and I'm going to do all this kind of clever and like it's all about glanceable information. And once that got into the hands of the general public, and they realized that they could make their home screen look just the way they wanted and express themselves creatively and make it exactly how they wanted, they all like immediately like. It's, it's one of those things where so often I make apps and people have to kind of you have to explain it or you have to. to talk about it to someone 
And the impression I've gotten now from, you know, millions of people is it's they, as soon as they saw this, they're like, I want this. I get it. I want that on my home screen. I want to put a picture of my kid here. I want to put the date here. I want it to be just the shade of green or just the shade of pink. And I want it to look just so. And as soon as they realize that they can do that and Widget Smith allows them to do that, they're excited. And the app has just taken off and like taken off in a way that I never, I genuinely never thought would happen. Like I've been doing, I've been making iOS apps for over 12 years now. And it's something that, you know, you, I have had a lot of success in that time and in that process. And I'm very fortunate for that. And I've been very grateful for being able to do this for 12 years, that I think there are a lot of people who have started in this business trying to make it work and it just doesn't work out. And I've been very fortunate to just like keep hustling along over the last 12 years. And in my mind, that was the level of, I don't know, success or whatever I was ever going to get that I was making something that, you know, I will, I'll find my niches and I'll build them out. And that's fine because it's just me. I'm just like a one man shop coding in my basement and I don't need more than a niche in order to make a business because it's just me and I'm not supporting a big team. I can just make this work. And I never expected that I would make something that kind of be, became whatever the opposite of a niche is. It's clearly this. A hit? It's, it's like I hit a mainstream success. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the words are for this thing, but it's, it's really weird when I see an, my name quoted in an article in Glamour magazine, <laughs> which is an, I mean, it's been in a, you know, Widget Smith has been all over the place, but that was the one that totally was just like, what? That's fantastic. Like, like of all the places that I could ever kind of imagine seeing my, my, my name show up somewhere, like that is the, that is the opposite of, you know, whatever it is, like seeing my, like if I've ever saw myself in like Macworld or something, it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Like, I mean, I'm super excited to be in Macworld, but it makes sense. But the places this, this app has gone and the attention it's gotten and like in many ways, honestly, like just the most gratifying thing is the amount of like happiness it seems to have brought people. Like in a time, in a, like in, in a time when there's not so much that's like super happy and fun going on, like there's just, it's, it's been an outlet for people, I think, to be able to express themselves to every time they pick up their phone, they smile because it looks just the way they like it. And it shows them a picture of their kid or it shows them a quote that gives them, you know, inspiration or whatever it is they're doing. And like the things people are doing to come or like making their phone look like, you know, Windows 95 or Windows 3.1, like if, that, if that's what makes you excited and happy, like more power to you, man. And it's just really cool to see like that something that, you know, I spent the summer making just kind of like casually in my basement has now been able to bring that much um, like creativity into the world is just like staggering. Yeah. I mean, there's so many angles to this that we could talk about that, that we probably will eventually. It might take multiple episodes. <laughs> it, might, it might be more than 30 minutes worth. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I, I mean, I just, I love, first of all, I love that this happened to you because you have done so much out there and you really have worked to this point. You know, the, you, like you said, there was this great clip where, where you were saying like, you know, no one's going to out underscore underscore. And, you know, that was what a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, talking about how you were like, Widget Smith was kind of like the culmination of so much that you've done over the last few years and, and you know, the skill set you've built up over, over so many years uh, to be able to get out there on day one and have something ready to go and, you know, for new features of the OS. And this whole practice and skill set you've developed over time, you know, has led 
to optimize you for success at this point. So that's wonderful. It's also I'm also just so happy for you as your friend that this this happened to you. This is amazing. You know, I, I guess one thing I want to you know, and and by the way, what the app does is great. Like you know, as you said, just enabling all this creativity. Like that's that's fantastic. I absolutely love that. We did a whole bunch on on uh, ATP last week about how awesome this creativity is. The people have unleashed. I will say something on that point though. Is this the something that you touched on that I just wanted to to sort of to mention as something that is. I feel like is is worth saying in this context is how which so you just said some nice things about Widget Smith. And when you say it and you say it's a nice app and you say it's a good app, um, I still, in the back of my mind, think you're just being nice. Um and I just want to say that because it's and I think this is just something that I mean, we've talked about it countless times on the show, but I think it's important to say that it that feelings of being an imposter or being like one day you're gonna get found out and like if you know, like I see I see all the problems in Widget Smith and I know that it's in some ways not my best work. Like I made this at a time when like the world was falling apart in a lot of ways and I was horribly distracted and the timelines were all weird and I know I could have done better. And so I see it through that lens and I still feel in some ways like an imposter um, as a result. But at the same time, I can also have the the the, the awareness of worth all to say that like this is my, I counted it this week. It's like, this is the 59th app I've made. Um, and, you know, it took 59 apps to actually, to have that sort of that breakaway hit. And it's sort of just that reminder to people who are starting out in this field. Cause I feel the impression that a lot of under the radar listeners are the kind of people who are like me 12 years ago, wanting to get into this, wanting to do it. And when they make something and they want to show it to the world, they feel like, you know, they see all the flaws in it and they see all the problems. And I just, I just want to say, it's like, that doesn't go away that I have an app, like I have an app that has like, it has, you know, it has tens of thousands of five-star reviews, which is the most five-star reviews I have ever had for anything. It's probably more than, more than the the number of five-star reviews I've ever had for any of my other products put together. (laughs) And I still feel like, I'm like, what are these people seeing in this app? Like there's always that part of me that is going to focus on the negative. And I'm t- trying to tell myself in this process that that's not true. Clearly it's not like, it's not like I've somehow like bamboozled the world and made this and like, they're all downloading this app. That's actually not good. It's like, no, people are liking it. People love it. It's making them happy and joyful. And that's great. Um, but I just wanted to mention that, like, don't feel like if you ever are launch, if you, if you launch something and have those feelings, like that's totally natural. That's totally normal. It happens. Like I can say, I can say it's like, it happens at all levels of this game. There's always, those feelings are going to be universal. Um, and you're going to, and the reality is like, that's not what defines your app. That's not what defines you as a person. Like you can, you know, you, you, it's don't, don't dwell on it. Maybe it's just like the advice I have, because that's what I have to keep telling myself. Well, and you know, you're never going to have like the perfect app. You know, if if you think your app is perfect, you're 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 not wired up right. Like no one you never have a perfect app. Software is never done. There's always more you wish you could have done, but deadlines happen and events happen and you know, at some point you have to ship. And if you try to, you know, hold everything back until the absolute perfect time, you will never ship. I mean, I look at my app and I have tons of things that that, that I I'm look at and I'm like, "Oh, I I wish I 
had made that better or I wish I had time to make that better or I'm, I'm making that better but I it's killed me every minute it's not ready yet um, you know my app is hopelessly broken and out of date in lots of ways and and I know that because it's my app but yet it's still out there on the store and it's you know and people like it and they use it every day and I just have to deal with that and you know like yeah I think it's a good I'm very glad you brought up the imposter syndrome angle because like that never leaves you like that at any level you're right that never leaves you um, although you're, the rate at which you are getting downloads and attention and everything on this is so much more than what I've ever seen. I mean, like, my, just for reference, you have more than three times the number of ratings that my app that's been in the store for six years has. Uh, <laughs> and you've gotten that in like a week and a half. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, the scale of it is is staggering. Like, yeah. it's one of those things that um, there have been po- there have been points in this process where like the hourly downloads of Widget Smith, you know, are exceeding the annual downloads of my all my other apps, that kind of thing. Where like it's rates and numbers that just don't make sense. Like I have, I thought I have in my mind a certain concept of like what an app looks like and what it looks like to have a support queue. <laughs> Maybe as a, a a slightly comedic example of this, where you know I usually for all my apps I have a little button in it that says like Would you like you know it's like get help. You push a button and it sends me an email. And I use a, a like a help desk system to manage that. And for Widgetsmith, um, you know, I have the same thing, had it in the system. And in the first week since this all hit, it ha- it's, it's received something like 36,000 uh, support requests. <laughs> that's my nightmare. And that's obviously like, you know, it's like it's it's it, it, what was fascinating. This is, I think, a good little thing to mention on the show is it's the it, there are certain things about being an independent that I love about being like a kind of a boutique experience and in many ways that it's like i'm kind of sometimes i like to imagine myself you know it's it's sort of like i'm like the handcrafted artisanal app creation and comes with that is like you send an email and a person will read it and respond to you and that's kind of like part of that artisanal experience that you're getting from like you know my little boutique um and you know we started out that way and I'm sitting there, you know, we're trying to respond to these help desk requests. And at some point, they start to be coming in at like multiple per second. And the help desk, desk system that I use and my wife and my uh, father were actually helping me with was like trying to keep up. And it's like it could the help desk system couldn't manage it. Like they were coming in to the top of the list faster than you could click on something inside of it. It was just a nightmare. Wow. And it's like now we've hit the point where suddenly it's like we're not that boutique anymore. We're not that we can't respond to all these people and we just had to replace that with it's now if you email support you get it you get a kind of auto responder that has you know the faqs in it has a link to a video in it um and like that's what people get and if you respond to that like if you send essentially if you send us two emails um there's a chance that someone might look at it just because you don't get the auto responder twice and it goes to kind of like a different queue that we may or may not be able to to look at but it's it's like it's a different thing like it's it's like that scale is not indie scale like indie scale is the place where i've been and i've you know hung out for a long time and like a busy day of support queue is like a hundred emails not like a hundred emails a minute (laughs) i can't i just i can't fathom this kind of thing i I mean it does you're telling me i can't can't fathom what (laughs) this is like It probably does give you like an appreciation for why bigger companies and services have things like autoresponders. Like, you know, as a customer, it kind of sucks when you hit that and you were you were hoping for an immediate human. But now you're kind of seeing like why that has to exist. Yeah. 
because it just it does certain things just don't scale and like it's it's the funny things too of like the number of sort of just thing I'm, I'm, i gotta say i am so glad that i do not this app does not rely on a web service that i have to manage mm-hmm. that there's even whatever it was like even my little like if you go to the faq section it's just like a plain static html page on my website like that was putting not you know like my, my website could manage it but it was something you know i was up to like you know 30 40 percent cpu utilization just serve serving a single static html page that is pure text with no images that's a lot for that <laughs> it's a lot and it, it was fine but i was like i gotta say the others like the few services that i do use like i you know i use dark sky for my data still um, I use Revenue Cat, previously a sponsor, but not sponsoring this episode. But like they're they're like I use them for my subscription management system. They held up great. Um, like I use a, tide, a, a World Tides as my tide provider. Like they all stood like stood up great. But I am very glad that I'm not the networking engineer. And like I have tremendous thanks and gratitude for the networking engineers who made all those services work because I don't think they were expecting this colossal spike all of a sudden on a random Friday afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's like things just are at a different scale than I've, than I've ever dealt with before. Yeah. It's like in a, in a way, like you, you are, you're so, you're so fortunate that this happened to blow up like for this type of app where you don't have a lot of support work to do for it on the back end. You don't have a lot of, you, know, you don't have a web service that you're running for it. You, you have outsourced these key parts of it. These other services that held up great, like this could have gone yeah. so wrong. It, you know, like in, you know, obviously, you know, it's a nice problem to have like when, oh, sure. when you have like so many new customers getting your app that it breaks something that is a nice problem to have, but that doesn't make it any less stressful and painful when it happens. And so the fact that that didn't happen here with the exception of, you know, your deluge of support email, but with, with that exception, I mean, how did it go? Like, were there any like critical bugs that were being a big problem for you? So there were two there's a couple issues that are just a the first thing i want to say is it's like it is so hard to work out the scale of a problem in this kind of context because in a normal <laughs> in a normal app if i have like three people emailing me about a bug on twitter that feels like it's a pretty big thing and i need to like take a look at it uh, so if you have it like which if you're in a situation where you have like hundreds of people telling you about a bug but it turns out that is a bug that, like, if you look in your analytics, like the crash reports, is actually only affecting like a few thousand people. But that's actually like a pretty small percentage of the user base. Like, all of the numbers get completely strange and complex to work out. And there's a few like, a couple iOS bugs that I've had to work around, you know, just because I'm like pushing the widget system to its absolute limits, and that's part of what makes Widget Kit, you know, like WidgetSmith work. Um, but there's definitely a few bugs there. I had one slightly amusing and very costly bug that I didn't realize at first where typically um, the way that my system works is like I show example weather data in the app um, and until you're a member. And so like, you know, rather than hitting dark sky for the actual weather, I just show you, I just essentially I have some like, you know, example data that I have just pre-baked into the app. So it turns out that the line of the line of code that switch shows the example data was commented out because I had to comment it out until I finished something in the membership system. And then I forgot to go and do it. So my, my day one bill to dark sky, substantial, (laughs) very substantial. (laughs) I was able to fix it and it's fine. Like, and it's not like it's like some crushing (laughs) amount of money that I've had to pay, but it's, it was just this like, you know, sort of many thousands of dollar mistake that I don't, you know, usually my mistakes like that, I would have caught it eventually when I'd be like, this, this number seems high. Like, but it was, you know, 
very, very high for the first few days <laughs> until I found that, incorporated that into a bug fix update. Um, and now it shows, you know, example data rather than actual data. So like, that's the example of like something where it was the sort of slightly comedic version of a bug in this first version. Yeah. Um, and it's the crazy thing too of how, like, I am so thankful for phased releases now. Like, I have never been more thankful for Apple's system where you can phase out a release. So I submit an update, it goes out, and it goes to, you know, it goes to a like 1% of people in the first day, then 2%, then 5%, and it kind of slowly trickles out. Because the thought of pushing out, like, accidentally pushing out a crashing bug or some, like, crazy thing where, you know, I've, over my 12 years, I have shipped many, uh, you know, many updates that turned out to be horrible mistakes. Um, like the thought of doing that and it going out to a, this kind of scale of users is kind of terrifying. And so I'm very glad that I can push it out very slowly. You know, like all my updates have gone out in the phase thing and it's just, you know, so far so good. I've been able to not accidentally like brick millions of people's phones, but that's good. You know, like that's always in the back of my mind now that one day that is going to happen. Yeah. I would imagine that any update you issue has got to be quite stressful when you're dealing with that kind of numbers. Yeah. But at the same time, I also feel urgency to get it out because some of the issues are like things that I need to, you know, like pretty quickly get out or adapt the app to make it actually do what people care about. Like they don't care about all the crazy esoteric features that I have in the app. They, they want more fonts and they want more colors. And so like I got to get those stuff built as fast as I can um, and push it out. So there's definitely a funny tension that I usually don't have where, you know, it's like, hey, usually well, it's like I want to give it as much time as I can to test and develop, but I also need to get it out because it's a rare opportunity. We are brought to you this week by App Figures. Among app publishers and developers, App Figures is already well known for the Universal Analytics dashboard. There's actually a lot more you can do with the platform. They also provide a complete set of App Store optimization tools, which is becoming more of a necessity. Even I am using this now. I, you know, I haven't been that much of a fan of ASO stuff for all this time, but now even I'm using it because I realize it's a big deal. For those of us who know we should be doing more but aren't sure about the next steps, App Figures has lots of great guides and resources to help. They recently added the ability to see how your competitors are performing so you can always know where you stand and what your competitors are doing to improve their bottom line. Plus, you get access to App Figures' complimentary guides and learning materials to take advantage of all the tools they have. All of this comes at reasonable prices, so there's never been a better time to check out App Figures. Head to appfigures.com to try App Figures for free. If you like it, use our special code RADAR3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. That's appfigures.com and code RADAR3030 for a 30% discount for the next three months. Our thanks to App Figures for their support of this show. Now, I'm curious, David, what you're basically doing right now is like, riding a wave like and yes. I've, I've never surfed so forgive me if this metaphor is totally broken in some way but like you're you're riding this massive wave and i would imagine there's a lot going on of just like trying to stay on top or worrying what's going to happen when you are no longer on top you know we all know like all good waves this will come to an end at some point or it, it will you know reduce down to some point how do you currently view like are you like aggressively trying to stay on top are you having to fend off like competitors and copycats and stuff like how is that how are you seeing all that and, and what do you how do you plan to to do whatever you're going to do over the next like few weeks yeah so i think a in some ways i have a benefit of the the reason widget smith is popular and doing well has nothing to do 
with anything that I did from a marketing perspective or something, some action I took to get it where it is. Like it is an app that is, as far as I can tell, just growing purely by word of mouth and being something that it's just, it's become the, like if you think of iOS 14 widgets, the conversation is going to involve Widgetsmith. And I hear all these stories of like, people's like the crazy one for me is all these like people's children who you know like these middle schoolers or high schoolers or whatever it is who are talking about widgetsmith and you know they're sending their parents like the home sharing request to download the app and (laughs) it's just out there and so in that sense like there is nothing i know in my like indie playbook for how to stay on top of something like this like we are already well past anything in my playbook like i am just I'm just along for the ride in many ways. And all I'm doing at this point is doing my best to give the best experience to the customers that I have now and to continue to kind of just fill out the app into this into these areas that um, clearly my customers like and want. And like where this goes in, you know, I don't even know, like the next, like the few weeks, I mean, it's kind of mind-bending that it's been like a week, but it's like I... It feels like the kind of thing that while it's a fad insofar as I'm never going to have a week like the last week I had, I don't expect. Like, that's just unrealistic. But I do think that if people are going to keep these widgets on their apps, on their home screen, and they like them, and they want to keep, you know, engaging with them and changing them, and they like having, you know, it's a picture of their kid, and every time they take a new picture of their kid, they're going to open up widgetsmith and change out the picture in the picture frame essentially like that there's going to be a lot a very substantial like future in this app and other people are clearly coming for it you know there are like there are lots of copycats and people who are trying to make widgets and widgets and like that's fine like i can't do anything about that i'm you know i'm trying to be thoughtful you know it's like i'm protecting myself from a trademark perspective but from a people making widgets perspective like there's nothing I can do there. Um, but I ex- my hope and expectation is that there's enough people who just genuinely like Widgetsmith and like what it does and that the the resources and the effort it would take for someone to truly just like overwhelm me is substantial. And I don't know what that looks like. And the reality is, in some ways, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like if, if I never got another download of, of Widgetsmith and this was it, like... I have more customers that I know what to do with as it is. So I'm not super worried about that future. And I just want to keep giving these people what it is they want, like making, giving them more tools to make their phone something that they love and, and, you know, make, make them smile when they see it. And I feel like the reality is like, if I keep doing that, then hopefully it'll continue to grow and it will continue to, um, find you know find new audiences and i have certainly the great benefit that i like i think apple for that a lot of my customers don't like is every one of these widgets says widgetsmith right underneath the widget <laughs> exactly every time someone shares a screenshot it tells you what app it is <laughs> yep, it's got it's got it right there and it's like the name of many of my many times when i've been naming apps like i've missed the mark this one, I feel like, you know, Watchsmith was the, you know, the, the origin of the name, but applying the same name to Widgetsmith, like it's, it's, it's a 
easily spellable, memorable, straightforward name. You know, it's not something that you have to like think about how you spell. It's just like Widget Smith and you put it into the app store and it'll, you know, my app will show up. And I love that because it's there. Yeah. If you see it and you, if someone, you know, someone shows you their screenshot, their, their home screen, it says Widget Smith right there. And then you go and go to the app store and get it. And so I hope that it's just going to keep going. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of sharks in this water because, you know, there's clearly an interest in a market here. And, you know, I'm not a shark. That's not me. I'm not a, I'm not going to sort of, I don't even know, like go fight the shark games. Um, I'm going to keep doing my own thing in my own way. And hopefully enough people like that. And clearly, you know, to our point at the beginning of the show, like as much as I can sometimes see the, the see the flaws in the app, there are clearly lots of people who see the benefits and see the attention and see the care and the craftsmanship, hopefully, um, that go, that I try and put into my products. And hopefully the future will continue to be bright as a result. And like, I don't even know what kind of time horizons I can think about for an app like this. Like I, you know, it's like, it, it's, it, it's a week in and a week is nothing in the app store. You know, I've been doing this for 12 times, 365 days, not seven days. So I have, you know, I have a long enough memory to know that, you know, things will come and things will go in the app store, but hopefully, you know, my future with Widgesmith is going to be, you know, bright and continuous. And if I can't make a good business out of an app like this, like I don't deserve to be a businessman, I suppose. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I'm so happy for you. This couldn't have happened to a better person and you deserve all of this. And you just huge congratulations to you. My, my final question, and you know, we'll have more to talk about in later episodes. Yeah. My final question though is, you know, you are not one to um, indulge yourself in ridiculous things too often. What did you do to celebrate? I celebrated with my family and we talked about it and we were excited about it. And we had a lot of like looking at looking at numbers change rapidly. And <laughs> we just it was really nice that I was able to be with my family when we were doing that. And we we celebrated as a family and kind of be able to be able to recognize the fact that, you know, while it was the thing that like I made when I was sitting at the desk, it was supported and encouraged by the people around me. And so that's what we did to celebrate. It wasn't some big grand thing. It was just we shared that we shared the moment together. And I think that was, was really special. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.